So for today, I mean, I am uh, fully available to to do some coaching and and support and help everybody to to get your questions answered from the last session and what you posted. So my friend Amber, who I did the telesummit with, I phoned her the other day and we had a good conversation and she's definitely interested in building community. She's got a mailing list of 8,000. She's got a YouTube channel of about 5,000. She's got a Facebook group with 6,000. She's got a number of people that we interviewed as part of a summit, but that she works with regularly that she, I'm sure, can easily tap to promote a launch of a membership site. So um, I won't, before I gave her too many details, I wanted to attend yesterday's workshop as well as explore some other things like, you know, what is a usual or reasonable partnership split when you're doing a lifetime launch? Um, and is it usual to also participate in an ongoing revenue share with a monthly subscription? And if so, you know, what is reasonable and what would be included? I mean, the other thing to factor into that that I'm thinking about is who provides the customer support for the launch and for the ongoing subscription. Um, and then, you know, did, do you normally set up a memorandum of understanding or do you have, did you have a specific contract crafted for that? These are all questions in my mind that I think I need to have some sense of answers for before I put a proposal. Yeah. In front of so her role for this, just so I'm clear, she's not going to be a business partner on the community. She's just going to promote the community. Is she going to have any other role other than being a promotional partner for the launch? No, so this in this particular situation, I'm thinking about creating a community for her community, okay. not not as part of a community that'll create for me. This scenario is I would launch her community and her ongoing subscription because she has an active email list right now. So this would be a fantastic pilot project. Yeah, and when that goes well, it also seeds the floor for me to leverage later for when I want to launch mine. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, I mean, the way that we do it right now, and I'm sure in a year from now it'll be different, uh, is 10K US down and 20% of revenue for three years. So the difference between, I think what we're doing and what you might be doing is we provide the ongoing strategy and support for uh, the first couple years while that community is going and and we basically come in and we get their team trained so that we phase out and then I just become a consultant on the project for ongoing strategy. So for what you're doing, it sounds like you're going to, are you building the community and doing the launch? Yeah, I'm going to have, so that's the other piece too, is I'm going to have to build the community because she's not tech oriented at all. Okay, so I'm writing this down. So you normally do something like 10K down, and yeah. 20, 20% revenue share in the first three years. Yeah. And, and with an aim to a handoff in terms of customer service and maintaining it. Typically by the end of year one, the handoff is fully complete. They have all of their banner templates. They have um you know all of the assets their team knows how to post articles post videos make courses do groups do their events like they know how to do everything um 
And so we're phased out by the end of year one. And uh, I'm just a consultant to maintain, like focus on strategy, community engagement, marketing and expansion of the, the membership. And just like, how do you keep things fresh as you continue to grow? How do you tackle like people are dropping off or whatever, like what, mostly just being there as a consultant after that. Um, now it's just like a cautionary tale. If you're already working full time, um, running a launch and building a might, mighty network. I mean, I've got a team, right? So it's, it's a lot of work to, to do both of those, like r running the launch is a huge amount of work. As you saw, writing 17 emails, doing all of the scheduling, setting up all the landing pages for each of the events. Um, so you definitely have to take a down payment to compensate for that. And you'll have to really be diligent in scheduling your time. I mean, it sounds like this could be a profitable investment of your energy um, and a great learning experience for what you're going to be doing with yourself. Um, and then the, um, you know, building the mighty network, same thing. I mean, we spend, um, hundreds of hours uploading content, setting up automations, integrating all of the tech, doing all of the banners. I mean, literally, you know, Paige and Jonathan, when we're working together as a team and myself, um, to get a mighty network fully up and operational. Uh, let's just say for somebody like Tad who had 500 articles and 500 videos and we're making banners for each of those. Plus he had 12 courses and, and 16 eBooks. We're making all of those pages, all those automations, like, you know, there's hundreds of hours that go into doing this. So it's just, um, just before you fully commit yourself, I, I just want to say that for you so that you can figure out if you need to build a team around you or if you need to quit your day job or like whatever in order to be able to uh, facilitate this. And so if you're planning your 120 days leading up to the launch that you have a good understanding of, you know, the launch campaign is one thing and the building the thing is the other and for me like my role is i'm i'm the orchestra producer and i'm a <laughs> producer and i'm i'm the one that is doing the strategy working with my team working with their team and connecting all the dots and overseeing the whole thing and so for you you know from what i'm hearing it's you're going to be doing all of those roles and so um I mean, I just need, yeah. I need yeah. to know all the moving parts to see if I need to recruit other people. Okay, so you said you normally take a down payment to do the launch sequence and mm -hmm. do you down payment to do to build out the membership site as the well? The whole thing, the whole thing. I mean, for us, the people that we're working with have pretty big followings. And so when we do a launch, we're counting on a, a big payout for that. So the $10,000 barely, like the 10,000 down doesn't even fully cover my expenses of, you know, paying Jonathan, paying Paige. I don't pay myself out of that money. You know, if I need to hire a graphic designer to do some stuff, like it, it doesn't even cover the costs of doing all the work. It's more of like, here's the investments. It's not, not all on me to invest it. And it's a, it's a substantial enough amount of money 
that they have skin in the game and they're going to take it serious, that they're not going to just flake out or say, ah, you know, I'm going to back out of this. Like there's no room for that, that they're putting in 10 K us. And it's like, okay, we're, we're both business partners. We both have, you know, magic media is investing hundreds of hours where we could be doing it on something else. So we're all in the game together, which I think is a really important piece is that they have to have some skin in the game that makes them feel a little bit uncomfortable. Um, and I, you know, who knows when we, in a year from now, when we've got another six to 10 launches under our belt and we start working with people that say, instead of having a business that makes 500 to, you know, a million plus dollars a year, we're working with businesses that make five to $10 million. The down payment will probably become $25,000 instead. And the percentage split might go up to 25%. So at this stage, this is for me, like we're, we've got something going and it's working really well. And I know that there's still more growth. I could ask for more percentage for me that 20% feels like it's an easy yes for us to get all of these first projects under our belt with this as our revenue model. Um, and it works. And when we do the launches, there's always a nice, nice fat payout for us. And I give profit sharing to the team members and everything so that everybody's got a stake in the game. Um, and so, yeah, I, um, I, I think it's just important to know, uh, how much time goes into doing this, that, you know, if you're, you're doing the full build and you're also doing the launch that you're looking at several hundred hours because the the network that you're building is probably consolidating her work. You're, yes. you're going to bring all of her blogs, all of her videos, you're going to organize it neatly. You have to create design around it. All. I mean, using Canva is a dream because you can create banner templates and bam, you can do a template in two minutes. Um, so just understanding the systems required uh, to help be more efficient. Um, so, okay, so for all of the hours and effort that Paige and Jonathan put in, so is 10% per year for doing the launch and the subsequent subscriptions, is that, an, is that a, enough like 20%. I, should i or are you talking for you 10 percent? sorry did i say 10 percent? 20 percent. yeah so is that like I, I i need to know whether that would basically have me be break even if i needed to hire somebody to help me implement it yes yeah, so um i mean that depends what are you committing to post-launch you know you're get you're building it and you are going to launch it what are you doing post-launch are you the one that's going to manage the community or are you going to help them find somebody to manage the community um i think that's an important thing to know well okay so in in your case of profit sharing for the first three years and then basically ramping it down i'm assuming that part of that is you've established a community manager as part of that handing off process or did Ted they, already have somebody? The people we're working with already have teams and we just help their teams get integrated into the new tech and their new roles. Um, and I mean, for us so far, knock on wood, we have been profitable every launch that we've done. You know, we're, we're going into the launch in the red, meaning I've probably spent a little bit more money than, than what we've, um, than what we've made, but then, that lifetime membership is crucial 
to get the founding members in and to get a large payout straight out of the gate with all of that energy and momentum you're putting into launching, doing the lifetime membership sale is just, it's super crucial. Um, because, you know, if you're selling a, let's say $29 a month membership and that goes for $2.99 a year and you sell it for lifetime access for $500 to founding members, I mean, that, that money definitely infuses. So if you're looking at that, you know, it's good to play with the numbers. I always play with the numbers before going in of like, okay, you know, we're going to sell this for approximately $29. And if we sell 500 memberships at $500 because this person's email list is, you know, 20,000 people or whatever it might be. Um, that gives me an idea. It's like, okay, our profit margins here, you know, we're going to have an infusion of, $50,000 for magic media straight out of the gate. And then let's just say once we open it, we have, it starts at 200 people paying the $29. Well, it's like, okay, there's an extra, what, $2,000 or whatever per month there that we can grow over the next three months. Um, you'll be surprised once things get going after three months of the community being in operation, um, as long as there's systems and templates that their team can start to integrate and use, um, it, it may not be that you're, you're having to do a ton of work. I mean, there's still be work to do. There's, you're going to have to be the one, if you're running it, being on top of mighty networks, changing their app and, and updating and integrating new features into it. And how does that integrate it in the community and all that sort of stuff. So yeah long-winded answer yeah i mean for us with the training of of people we give them access to going mighty inside the magic media membership and we say spend a day binge watching this and just go follow the lessons cruise through your mighty network and learn the ins and outs of mighty networks and that'll give them 80 percent of what they need to know okay so okay so that makes sense so the 20% each year includes the lot of the lifetime membership percentage and as well as a subscription percentage. Um, and then I'll figure out who. So it sounds like the people already had their customer support people. So you were just training them in terms of their involvement in the launch and then subsequently as well. Yeah, it's I mean, each case has been different based on who's on their team and what they're coming with. Um, uh, no, none of our launches have been exactly the same. Um, the pricing has been different. The what's included in the membership has been slightly modified. Um, but yeah, the, the profit sharing has been, has been the same each time so far. Cause I, I'm not sure how much customer support she actually provides. Uh, so that's, that's going to need to be a question to be explored. And to me, it definitely, Obviously, you need it during the launch sequence to make sure that you're responding to people very promptly. The 35 day celebration window when you're doing the pre-sales launch stuff, you want to be on it with responding. It won't be tons of work. Um, the week leading up and the week or two after as people are starting to either purchase or uh, get access to the community. You need all hands on deck responding immediately to people that, Hey, I can't get my password or I never got the emails or all the things like you just want to be so on it 
that whether it's you or somebody on the team that they can answer these 10 FAQs, no problem to get people onboarded. Because yeah, the, the tech is when using a separate sales page and a separate shopping cart, integrating with Zapier and integrating that into your, your shopping cart and your email service provider, provider. like it's, um, it doesn't matter having the smartest person, like having somebody like Jonathan, shit still goes wrong. And so just being able to troubleshoot and help people hop on the call and walk them through onboarding themselves or whatever it is, um, it's still, yeah, yeah, you got to have people ready. Yeah. Now, what about contracts, memorandum of understanding? How are you doing it? How are you doing the legal? Very detailed contract. <laughs> yeah. Um, and are you yeah. getting a lawyer to do that up then? Totally. Yeah. Yeah, a lawyer. I have a lawyer that writes up all of the contracts. He's out of Victoria. I mean, he'll, you'll probably spend 700 to a thousand dollars getting the contract written up. Uh, for me, it's more of a template now so that I can just, as the roles change or the relationship changes, it takes me an hour or two to go in and like change the company name, change the roles, responsibilities, the dates, any other things. But, um, the first draft of what we did, yeah, it costs probably a thousand bucks or so. Um, and I'll just, let me just show you real quick. I mean, we do, um, this was, I worked with Andy last year to do, um, to help us just, I wanted to design really beautiful templates for our, um, for our proposals. And I've showed this in a previous magic mind, but I, I'll show it again because, you know, ultimately what we're doing here is we want to build trust. We want people to know that if they go with us, they're going to get something that far exceeds the status quo. And so, you know, this is the proposal when I'm working with somebody, I'm sending them this proposal that walks them through like, here we are, what we do, all of the stuff, um, helping them to understand our process, bunch of testimonials before we even get into their project. So it's like, okay, Trust is established. These guys aren't full of shit. Great project overview showing that I understand their work. This is not, this is just notes from Andy here. Um, so just making sure that they know that we understand what they're trying to do, putting it in our words based on the calls we've had. Um, the investment. Um, so yeah, investment and timeline. So this is like, you know, the 10K down, 20% revenue, 10% for upsells. Um, and then we go into, you know, phase one, phase two. So phase one strategy with all the strategy pieces we cover. Phase two, build 90 days, give them a timeline. Uh, phase three, launch. So it's roughly 60 days. Uh, phase four, grow. So it's beyond the launch. Um, and then again, just a summary of all that. And then showing the calendar of like, this is how it's going to work. And then we incorporate all of our case studies in here that people can go check out. And uh, yeah. So that is, that's like, this is the proposal that we send out. It's what, 91 pages, including the case studies. Um, 
but ultimately it builds immediate trust. Once they give us the thumbs up and they're like, this sounds great. And by the time I send them one of these proposals, I mean, I'm, we're probably two or three conversations in probably usually three conversations in. And it's like, we have a very clear understanding of what we're trying to do. I send the proposal. They say, yes, I send them the contract. We sign deposit paid and away we go. We're in business and we start our strategy series. So um, that's, that's how we do the, the partnership stuff. And um, yeah, I mean, always trying to tweak and refine, but that is, that is the process is like, it starts with the exploration. Um, you know, I, I do the explorations for free. It's usually an investment of about six hours of my time, but if somebody's applying and I can look at their work and see like, yeah, there's some resonance and potential here. I'll give the first hour of my time where we do the initial meeting. I'll give another two hours of my time if that first meeting has some good energy behind it. And I feel like this looks like a fun project. And then, yeah, it might be one more session before we send the proposal because, you know, a project of this scope, you have to have so many details organized in your brain to send a proposal. It's like, this is where we're going and what we're going to do. So is there anything else that we haven't talked about that would be useful for me to know before I have my second conversation with her? Um, write out roles and responsibilities. What are you going to do on this launch? Um, I think it would be good for you to, to just really see that, own that. What is her responsibilities? Where are the gaps that you're going to need other team members to fill in? You know, the thing that makes working with magic media magic for the people we work with is everybody is in their superhero role. And that's what leveraging people's life's work is, is if everybody's working in their superhero gift, then everything comes together like magic in a way that's better than they could have done it without you. So yeah, getting clear on the roles and responsibilities uh, before I go into negotiations, I always have notes in front of me so that I don't stutter when it comes time to talk about money, that it's just, it's there. I've written it down. I feel good about it. I can explain and here's all that's going to be included for that money. Um, and so, yeah, just, you don't want to stutter and him and haw. You want to know this is the money for all of this. This is what it's going to cost. And, and um, this is what we're going to do. And we're going to take care of you. And it's going to be awesome. Okay. Yay. Well, I think I've got enough, at least to have my second conversation. And I'm sure I'll have more questions. Yeah, that's great. That's great. And yeah, I mean, all you can do, ultimately what you're looking for is to find the perfect fit. So the project that we're working, one of the projects we're working on right now um, through the proposal process, there was too many things that were still question marks because we hadn't gone through the strategy. And so he was like, can I just pay you the $10,000 deposit and we'll do the strategy. And from the strategy, you can give me the official profit sharing proposal. And I was like, yeah, let's just do that. And so we're doing our strategy series right now. We're clear we want to work with each other, but sometimes the details are vague until you get through that strategy series. And it's like, oh, this is the thing. And here's what we're doing. Yay. Yeah. Good luck. That's exciting. All right. Claudia, welcome. Nice to see you here. Welcome to your first Magic Mind. 
Thanks, guys. Hi. <laughs> so elevator pitch on just tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. So like 20 second elevator pitch sort of thing. And then what is something you'd like some focus support on? Hi, everyone. My name is Claudia Miro. Um, I'm the chief inspiration officer at the Inspired Brand. And we offer brand strategy, branding, design, web design and development, and some marketing support for soulful creators, mostly coaches and um, teachers of some kind. So I've spent 13 years sort of doing a version of that. <laughs> and um, I'm at the point where it's really time for me to create my content and to build my community and create my work in the world. So it's a little overwhelming <laughs> and daunting and I've been outlining and strategizing and mapping it out for years. And when I heard Bradley's talk on um, life and business without social media, I was, I just resonated on all the fronts. And I feel like both paths that I've been on, both my spiritual and transformational path and my business and entrepreneurial path are like really asking me to merge them at this point. And um, and I do that in my day-to-day, -day, but I haven't done it fully in my business. So the model and the, and the ways that I currently um, charge clients, the, the relationship container just doesn't work anymore. And I'm seeing how I've attracted these amazing new clients that want more from me, that want me to do all the things, but the current revenue model that I have doesn't, doesn't work. It works like an, like a freelance model basically. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't hold the container for all the things that I end up doing inevitably. So, um, I guess my biggest question of the day, the focusing, um, the focus for me this week is to really outline what is the business model? What are the things I'm going to really like zero in on right now? And what do I need to let go of? Because yeah, I'm doing right now with COVID. I feel like this past year I started doing a lot more marketing and building courses and building online stuff for, um, so now I have all these retainers with clients and there's just all this, um, distraction yeah. <laughs> and yeah, so I can't carve out the, I, I'm challenged with carving out focus for really creating. And, and I think it's because I haven't really zeroed in on what is the model, what does the money look like? And you know, what is the fulfillment for me? So yeah, that's my Good. intro. <laughs> Now, are you talking about the model for client work or the model for a membership that you want to build? Yeah. So I initially joined the community thinking I was ready to just build this community and I was going to, you know, the Inspired Brand community, it's ready to go. I was going to sign up for Thrivecart and I already have the vision for that. But yeah. then I was like, well, then what am I doing with my, my core business that is the, the bread and butter currently? And also I have clients, like I have really active, wonderful clients. So I have to figure out. So anyway, what I'm here to do is figure out a little of both. And yep. yeah, the, the agents, the, the partnership model is something that a mentor of mine had implemented, you know, five years ago. And I was like, that's, that's it. You know, I, mm -hmm. I don't just do, once I do the website, we go into phase two, phase three, phase four, and I'm working with someone to launch their entire life's work basically. Yeah. And that synthesizing of that is really one of my gifts and skill sets, but I didn't know how to charge for it. So then I just kind of said, Oh, let's just start another retainer. And, and so, but I wasn't bringing a full experience for the client. So yeah. I feel like I do what you guys do, but not so much focused on the content production and the video production piece. That's so beautiful for me. It's really around the synthesizing of their 
Like, what is it that they're actually trying to say with this, you know, 35 plus years, let's say, of work that I just did with yeah. a client um, and how to translate that visually, how to launch it into pr packages and programs. Like, that's what I do for people. Amazing. So, yeah, the, I mean, the speaking from experience, the profit sharing model is life changing. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, for us so far, we do 10K down and 20% for three years. And mm -hmm. like you, I mean, the heavy lifting is the six months leading up to the thing going live. Um, and then after that, it's more consulting, maintaining, training, supporting, and eventually it's just like the job is done. So mm -hmm. trying to give them as many templates as we possibly can so that their team can easily take the wheel and drive and we can just help steer the ship from time to time. Um, yeah, the, I mean, if you're working with people who you love and you trust, who have great potential with their business, um, profit sharing is awesome. You definitely don't want to be profit sharing with people that um, are starting out in business because uh, it's going to take a while for them to generate revenue because, you know, there's all of the internal insecurities and and internal blocks that we all have to go through as on a journey of being entrepreneurs and sharing our gifts. Like it's just a part of the adventure we're on. Whereas if you're working with people that, as you said, have been doing their life's work for 10 or 20 or 30 years, they already know who they are. It just needs to be pulled out and polished. And that's, you know, such a gift for these, these teachers that have been doing what they do and not necessarily focusing on making it sexy. <laughs> They've just been doing their thing, right? And most of them have grown their audience probably through reputation over a long period of time. Um, so yeah, I mean, figuring out, you know, if you're shifting from, like for us, we just don't take on client projects anymore. Um, I'll, I'll do the occasional consulting thing where I get paid really well to consult for a day or, you know, a series of strategy sessions. But we don't, we won't build a mighty network if it's not a profit sharing thing. Mm -hmm. If people want help building their mighty network, they can join our membership and go through our going mighty course and come to magic minds and, and we'll support them that way. But, um, you know, we all only have so much time and the entrepreneurial spirit in me, which is probably in you wants to have an invested interest on every project that you're launching into the world that you're doing all of this work. In a sense, it's your baby too. So shouldn't there be a little bit of shared custody on the prop on the profits that come in as a result of your efforts and your years and years of expertise and your processes that are going to help facilitate more profits in their pockets? And, um, you know, what I've found is everybody that I've pitched the profit sharing model to, I think because we're not taking a massive percentage when the numbers are big, it's still, it's a good chunk of money, but um, it's not a massive percentage. And it's like all of a sudden our team is your team and we're all doing this together. There's a totally different feeling that happens than um, you're my client and I'm here to serve you. It's like, we're, we're teammates in this project. It's a totally different energy in the relationship. We're business partners rather than a client sort of relationship. Which I think speaks and actually honors the role I've already organically played with people. And I just didn't have that structure, that agreement really yeah. 
contractually on paper. And I think the question I had was, yeah, I could already imagine, well, what happens to the agencies? What happens to the custom branding and web design projects? And already I answered like, well, those go away, but maybe I keep that in the very near, you know, the, the phase one rollout of my new website will still include that, but the brand partnership will be what I focus on developing. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I mean, punch some numbers. If you were to yeah. switch all of those retainers and they became profit sharing and you pick a percentage that your company would take, write out your roles, how much do you figure each of those businesses are making? If you got say 20% of that per month to do what you're doing, what would that look like? You know, I think the the challenge is going to be selling the people paying the retainer to take you on as a profit sharing thing. And if they choose not to, you could say, this is how we're operating. And if this isn't a fit, then, then I guess we're, you know, this process is complete. And then you just all, all clients moving forward, become partners. Um, so do you, do you ask, so for my, in my case, they're not just creating courses. Like I'm building their, their whole website. So let's say yeah. a coach that I have that I'm working with right now, do you do profit sharing on just the courses that you help them create or cause for me, I'm building all of it and all of their services I'm sort of putting out into the world in a new way. So just yeah. curious how you do that. Yeah. So, um, we're, we're typically doing memberships for them. So, okay. uh, we get 20% on memberships. When we do the launches, we do a lifetime sale. So there's a, a larger infusion straight out of the gate when we relaunch their, their consolidated life's work as this new membership style offering. And then, uh, we get 20% of ongoing revenue. And then if there's other things inside of the membership, like higher end programs, coaching, masterminds, that sort of stuff, uh, we get 10% of those upsells. So, you know, one of the clients we have right now, she's got, you know, one of her upsells that she sells out every year is a $9,000 program. So magic media, because we're setting it up and setting up the automations and giving it a facelift, we'll keep 10% um, of that revenue that comes in. Um, that sounds beautiful. Thank you, David. I, I see that. Um, yeah. I, and my other question on the, um, let me see what I wrote down here. There was good stuff I got on your first chat. Um, ah, okay. So the coaching side. So I've ended up offering coaching as more of a, an experiment of yeah. does this work under the inspired brand or because what's really happening long-term Claudia Miro is the, the coach, the mentor. And I know that I've already mapped that out, but it's not quite yet. And so mm -hmm. I was, somebody asked me, well, why don't you offer coaching for some of your clients? Don't you think? And I thought that just muddled the muddy muddled the waters and made it, confusing because if it's an agency, they're coming to us as the experts to build out their thing, their platform and, and be the experts. And coaching is different. You know, coaching is a relationship and it's supporting them in being, mm -hmm. you know, the brand in the world and all that. So anyway, I just already answered my question, but when, when it, it came up, when I was planning out the membership again, because it was like, well, this is a way for me to offer coaching, but yeah. in a group, you know, one-to-many model. So yeah. Makes more sense and, there, maybe. 
an added value for your profit sharing people, which I know we're going to do is you could have a private space inside of an online community for just those partners where they can network with each other, where you could do, you know, every couple of weeks, you could do a call where everybody can check in, they can brainstorm with each other. Like it would just, you, and you'll be the point person for all of them. So you could be like, oh yeah, over here, we did this and it worked amazing. Everybody like, oh, we got to try that. And it's just a way for you to bring everybody together. That's a part of this collective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the the collective has been something that I was not sure about for years because I didn't know if I was being called to work with other creatives and entrepreneurs and like support them or mm-hmm. my clients, the coaches and therapists and, and people that I've been working with. But lately, I think of it as this broader community and course creators, soulful course creators is what I'm kind of calling it in my head. Um, and I guess my, my last question is more about, so if I redesign and structure that for the brand partnership model on the agency side, my biggest task right now is creating content because yep. that's the, the honey for all of this to, to really work. And I've been creating content for so many other people over the years. And I just this morning forced myself to outline and I have like 10 key pieces of content that are just staring me at the, in the face to just put together. And And so I'm curious, like, I guess, tips on how to prioritize these things and how to really organize it as you're creating, because I'm like trying, I I know the organization part, actually, I'm I'm working on it, but any tips or things about how to start and how to prioritize that? So the content that you're talking about, is this for your own membership or what is this, what is the content for that you have? It feels like it serves the clients I'm currently working with. So there are a lot of like templates and guides and, you know, social media editorial planners. And um, I'm calling one the inspired brand discovery journal, which is like that initial soulful deep dive into the strategy session that we do first and foremost. And so it's really cool stuff. And I can already, I've already mapped out a lot of it. One was like um, an annual planner, like, you know, really how to kickstart the year. And so I have a lot of these ideas and half starts of all this stuff. Um, and so it'll, it'll serve the clients I'm working with as templates, and then it'll be part of the community. So instead of like the courses being ready to go when I launch this community, my vision is that I would have like a template library and a resource library for them. Templates are queen. So, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, like what we did with the pre-sales magic stuff. I mean, if you're giving people templates, you're saving them hours, hours saved is dollars in the pocket or more time with family, friends and doing things you enjoy. So, um, you know, courses, as we all know, the completion rate for courses is low. And so, but if you have a template with a video on how to use the template, people will definitely do that. Yeah. Um, so you don't necessarily have to have courses. You can have one-off tutorials and, and that's enough as long as those tutorials are providing a specific result for people. I also think that you could decide to have multiple tiers like Tad does and gift, uh, have as part of your thing, how much time, coaching time they get with you, whether it's in a group session or one-on-one. So if they pay the higher level, maybe they get one-on-one for 60 minutes or whatever. So you just decide how much. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah, I'm realizing too that part of the, I mean, ongoing problem is like doing all the things, you know, and now I'm finding this 
energy flowing because I've picked this niche of like content creators, even that has been like, oh yeah, okay. I'm not talking to the mom and pop shop down the street anymore, you know, or, and I've done work for all different types of businesses, but really my, I've honed in on coaches and teachers and, but, and therapists actually. But what I find is a lot of people have known me as a web designer because that's the anchor. That's like the camel's nose under the tent is what my coach used to say. Like that's what got me into the project and then it unfolds into doing all the things. But um, I've struggled with that. Like, do I want to focus on teaching somebody, for example, people are like, oh, why don't you put a DIY website course together and just teach everybody WordPress? And I was like, no, like, I mean, yeah, yeah. people, and I know that people need that, but yeah, that's not, the, the technical only, versus the more strategic is what I struggle with too. Yeah. Well, you only have so much time. And <laughs> if you look at your superpowers, the ways that you can best show up and serve, I mean, maybe you don't grow a community. Maybe you just always have this boutique service that you offer and you have 10 relationships a year. And those 10 relationships, maybe they are the ones that are serving thousands or tens of thousands or millions of people that you know, with us, with Magic Media, my whole goal was to build a membership that we had thousands of people inside of our Magic Media membership. And as I've matured over the journey, I'm like, actually, 100 people in our membership is great. I can actually get to know people. I can serve people. I can see people grow through different stages of their business. And instead, where we've grown a profitable business is in this profit, in the partnership model where we're profit sharing. And, you know, for us this year, we'll probably launch, including what we, we've already launched this year, you know, it might be 10 ish partnership projects that we, that we've gotten off the ground. And instead of needing a thousand relationships, we have 10 and it's way less stressful. Um, I feel like I'm still making the world a better place, even though I'm not necessarily directly influencing thousands of creators to do their life's work. I'm working with 10 people who are influencers that can do their work better in the world. So it's, um, it's different, but if you feel really called to do the, the online community thing, then, then go for it. I think it's just really looking at, what are the high leverage points for you, your service and your business? Um, you know, if you had five partnerships that were giving you a percentage of their revenue coming in versus how many members would you need in your membership to do the same amount? And which one is going to be more of a joy for you? And which one is going to require more time? And which one's going to be more stressful? Um, so just starting to like really weigh this out because it sounds like you've got a good thing going right now. And if you shifted the modified the business model for your current people and all future people, um, yeah, it could be amazing. And maybe if you're selling the templates, I saw, I did a coaching session with a woman, um, a few weeks ago and her brand, let me see, uh, she had a, a store going on. And she does a lot of business. Um, what is it? She had, similar to you, she does website design and branding and all this sort of stuff. But she sells all of her templates as individual purchases inside a store. There's no community 
Um, there's no connection. Her thing is unclonedmarketing.com. And she does really well with her business. You know, there's no, no community relationships. Uh, yeah, there it is, unclonedmarketing.com. But yeah, really cool lady. And, you know, her, she was also really inspired by the profit sharing model for the exact same reasons you're talking about. It's like, I do all of this stuff. I get these retainers. I feel drained by the work and less fulfilled. But if all of a sudden you're choosing to invest in projects that you believe in and people that you want to work with, and you're all being rewarded for the process of working together, there's definitely, it's a different flavor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I mean, I think I, that's the funny thing is these templates have been also calling to me to create and, you know, people have been one project. I ended up creating like 10 different mock-ups because the client was all over the place with the design. And I'm like, nine of these could be on my store <laughs> as exactly. a, a brand, you know, as a website, very simple template for website, you know, for WordPress or whatever and brand kits, which people, you know, just get them kickstarted. Like here's some social media templates. Here's a color palette. Here are some fonts. And somebody was like, yeah, why don't you do that? And I thought, I don't know. <laughs> I think you because should... the, the truth is I am a community person and I think yeah. um, eventually I will have a community, but it's putting the cart before the horse. And I think, yeah. um, you know, I used to have a co-working space, a little small co-working space. And I did these like, you know, co-working sessions where we would just bring our like main project and work on them for like a laser focused amount of time and then do like some, some sharing. And I was really called to do that this past year with COVID, but there was this part of me, like I said, it's, it's actually a lot of energy that I didn't have at one point with being as busy as I was. So it was almost like, I think the membership was a way for me to put all of that in some place in some format, but sandbox, you can make anything in it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not quite, it's not quite the next step. So this this helped me clarify that. Well, something that I do with, with scheduling my time is because I've got other projects I'm working on outside of the scope of, what makes us money at magic media. I'm building a kid's publishing company. Um, and I've, I'm consulting for a social media app that's launching next year. And, uh, and so like I have my partnership projects, I slot, you know, each one of those gets three hours, typically Tuesday and Wednesdays are for those projects. Mondays are internal magic media stuff. Fridays, I do fun Fridays where from basically sunrise until three o'clock when I'm on dad duty, I basically like all of that is whatever projects are the most fun for me, whether it's like writing comedy sketches or working on the kids stuff, uh, or just going off for a hike for the afternoon and, and letting myself be free. Like it's, I get full freedom on Fridays. And so if you're thinking about building these templates and, you, and they're all tapping you on the shoulder, maybe it's just devoting one day a week, like consolidating your other days so that on one day a week, you take no meetings, you do no client work and you just work on your, your stuff one day a week. And in a few months from now, you probably have at least a few products to create that you could sell as one-off products to people, whether it's for a hundred bucks or several hundred dollars or $50, you know, if these, uh, same thing with uh, Andy from DreamSync, who's my original business partner at Magic Media. Like he, he's constantly creating websites and he's doing all this amazing design work. And so I've been talking to him the last few weeks. I'm like, man, you need to 
be turning every single website you build into a template somebody can use. Every single banner image you create should be a template. Those templates should be embedded instruction guides that it's just like, literally it's an instruction guide. Anybody could do it. You just like download the template, add in your content, maybe change the colors, add your logo where the logo template is and bam, you have something. Because for non-creatives and non-techies, templates make them look professional. And if people can, who don't necessarily have the skills to look pro can look pro, they're going to get paid better. They're going to do better work. They're going to feel more confident. They're going to believe in themselves more. Like there's just so many things that happen from just having a better image online. Huge. Yeah. Thank you so much. This is yeah. so helpful. I have, awesome. I have my homework, but it feels a lot less overwhelming today. So Good. thank you. Yeah, thank you. you can, you can do it. I think it's just like for everybody, it's just sitting with it and making a plan of like, we can't do everything. Well, we can do everything. We just can't do everything all at once. And so it's like, okay, what am I doing in the next three months? What am I doing in the next six months, 12 months, three years? Uh, even though it's hard to imagine what life's going to be like in three years from now, especially after the world flipped upside down, but we could still paint a picture of what we're moving towards, even if it's a zigzag journey again there. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah. My other, my other life, uh, right now what's happening is a 300 hour yoga teacher training that I'm in oh, yeah. and is like transforming everything. So I was like holding it lightly yet intentionally yeah. is my work <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> That's great. Um, but the business side, this feels like it's the, the honoring of the 13 years of, of my work and, and really yeah. that it has supported all of these journeys that I've been on and transformation. So um, and knowing that it's needed in the world like that, the validation I keep getting is clients going, oh, my God, I, I'm so glad I found you, <laughs> you know, yeah. and I go, OK, all right, I'll keep doing this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, great first session. It sounds like we have a coaching session next Wednesday together, our one-on-one. -on -one. So I'm sure you'll have some, you'll have a week to think about this and come with some, here's what I'm thinking. Awesome. Awesome. Um, does anybody else have anything else for today? Or are we, is that a wrap? Amazing. Well, this was really fun. Some fun conversations there. Thanks, everybody. Hey, guys. You. Nice to meet you. Nice, <laughs> nice to meet you, too. We should talk, Claudia, because I've got some okay. ideas. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> I'll reach out. Okay. Bye, you guys. Thanks so much. Okay.